With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Five enter detention. I don't think he's breathing. Jesus. I'm calling 911. Four come out alive. Hammond's dead. They think one of us did it. Based on the number one New York Times bestseller, One of Us is Lying, a brand new series streaming only on Peacock. This is the Braves Sports Network, 91.7 WPRL and WPRL.org, WMIS, WTYJ, Fayette, Natchez, and WMPR 90.1 right here in Jackson, the capital city. Welcome. We are live here at Ish 5105 West Frontage Road here in Jackson, the special edition of the Landon Bussy Radio Program as the basketball season will be starting here in the next week to 10 days. The Braves will open up November the 1st at home. An interesting non-conference schedule, and then conference play will begin in January. You can text a question, 601-348-7254. We'll be here for the whole hour. You can tweet a question. I'm on Twitter, Tall Man Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, will you give yourselves a nice round of applause for showing up here? We appreciate you coming out. Coach Landon Busty here to my left. Coach Purple and Gold is turned out here. They always do in this town, especially with big football game coming up next month and a big basketball event here tonight. Welcome. Welcome. Absolutely. Absolutely. Talk a little bit about here, this third stop of this three-stop tour, Vicksburg, as well as Natchez, and here we are in Jackson. Yeah, just wanted to do my job is just go out and meet the community, meet the uh, Knights. Um, started off in Vicksburg, um, then we went to Natchez, now we're finishing up um, through this year in Jackson, and then next year we'll go to the Delta and hit a few more areas. And just the support that you received here. I mean, last year was a tough year, obviously, with COVID and games played, some games played, some games not. But just the support that you received during the course of this last season. Obviously, receiving a lot of support just from the alumni, um, the administration, the fans, the community, everybody. I'm receiving a lot of support. And since the last time we, we spoke, you were really adding to your coaching staff. We'll talk about that here as we roll along, and you'll get a chance to meet some of the staff that, that you've had some recently hired, some that I met for the first time within, within the last week. And uh, But, you know, with, with the season starting here, the next week, week and a half or so, November 1st, our first home game, uh, just talk about how your team's coming along. Oh, we're doing well. Um, been practicing pretty hard, um, getting after it. We have some, a lot of good new players coming in, had a lot of good returning players. Um, the biggest thing right now is just trying to get these guys to gel well together, get these guys to share the ball a little bit more. But defensively, I think that we're on the right page. Um, I think we you know, got a little more talent than we had last year. So I expect for us to have a pretty good season. I know, and we did this in Natchez, and we'll do it here. Some folks are trying to get an uh, opportunity to get to know you. So we know your name, head coach Landon Bussy. Just talk about where you're from, you know, you know, how you grew up, and just how you got into the game of basketball so folks can really get a sense in terms of who Landon Bussey is. Well, I've been playing basketball all my life since I was eight years old. Um, I'm originally from Baltimore, Maryland. Um, I went to college at Xavier University of Louisiana where I got both of my degrees, my bachelor's and my master's. And then prior to uh, working at Alcorn, I was the assistant men's basketball coach at Prairie for six years. Um, then I had the opportunity um, to come over here and work at Auburn. 
And what a lot of people might not know about you and the SWAC is you coach the men's team and women's. Talk a little bit about that and how that was able to mold and shape you into this head coaching role. Oh, it molded me well. Um, I coached women's for one year at Prairie View, um, and I did my last five years on the men's side. It just gave me just the aspect of just coaching, you know, women, coaching men, just trying to get each one of them to respond differently. Um, and it helps me now just, you know, every athlete I have right now, you got to coach them different. You got to get on them different because all of them will respond in different ways. We're talking with head coach Landon Bussey here at Ish 5105 West Frontage Road here in Jackson. And so, Coach, you look at this last season that we had, and you know, how much do you think about it? I mean, your roster has been turned over quite a bit, different schedule, new assistants. Do you think about last year? Is that in your rearview mirror something you can pull from as your first year here? Oh, I think about it all the time. I just wasn't, you know, too happy at what, how, you know, what we presented on the court. Um, just as far as the wins and losses. So, of course, that's going to be in my head um, all the time. But I do try to move past it um, just because we got a new, we got a whole new team. Um, we got a new coaching staff. So I think that we're heading in the right direction, but it's definitely in the back of my head, um, especially they had us picked to finish seventh in the swag. So it's definitely in my mind. Yeah, and it was a COVID year last year. There, there's no question about it. I mean, it's hard not to talk about it because you had so many games. You had a dozen games that you didn't play. Six and nine conference, six in conference. That's 12 games in a roughly 26, 27 game schedule. So that's almost half a season of that, that you didn't play. How much did that impact your season? Impact us a lot um, just because, you know, we the, the on and offs, the stops and starts, that really hurt us. Um, as you know, Mr. Charles, that, you know, we did not have a full team, full team the whole season as far as somebody was injured, somebody was hurt, somebody had COVID, somebody got suspended. Um, just different vari variation of things that caused us to not have a full team um, throughout the whole season. But it impacted us more so anything with the COVID, just the stops and the starts. When you talk about this team, this roster, this makeup, you know, there were times last year that we did play well. And for those who might not know, Landon Bussey is a defensive-minded coach. I mean, we would like to score 100 points, 80, 70 but you had a mantra last season about scoring it or the lack thereof if your defense is good. Talk about that. Well, that's what we try to do a little bit this year as far as recruiting, uh, just recruiting guys who can put the ball in the basket. Um, because when you come here, you're going to have to play defense to get on the court. So I think we just did a good job recruiting guys who could actually score the ball. Um, and then it's my job to put them in position to be successful in defensive end. And I think we're doing that. Now we got to get these young men just to share the ball a little more. But that was the difference we did as far as recruiting, finding guys who could put the ball in. And it's my job just to install our defense. I was watching some NBA games last night, uh, you know, and just watching all the scoring that took place in the NBA. And fans love scoring. Fans love to score the basketball. They love 90 to 89 games. Mm -hmm. But you love 60 to 59 games. Is, is that hard to, 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 to coach now? Because you look at the LeBrons of the world and, and, and you look at uh, the other players in the NBA that score the basketball, even in college, you're getting a lot of high scoring games. Is that How hard is that to develop, to teach, to drill in, knowing that if you're going to play, you might score 16 points, get eight rebounds, but if you're giving up four or five, six buckets on the defensive end, those players are going to be sitting next to you. Well, yes, that's true, but fans love winning more than you love scoring. Best believe that. They love to win. And I just believe that defense wins championships. And, you know, all them guys that's in the NBA that's scoring at the high level, you know, the James Harden, the Kevin Durant, the Steph Curry, LeBron James, 
they was they they defended the college. Now they get to the NBA, they don't defend as much because that's just the culture and the change of the game. But if you go back and look at them when they was in college or high school, they defended. So that's not never going to change my philosophy because I just I'm a firm believer that defense is going to win you championships. Um, now. As far as recruiting, we want to recruit guys who can score the ball at a very high level, which I think that we did that. Um, now we just got to get these guys to buy in defensively. Um, and I think that they're going to understand that if you're not going to defend here, you're not going to play. So they're going to buy. They, they, they're not going to have no choice but to buy in. Was that a tough sell, the defensive mantra first? Was that a tough sell last year with the team that you had? And, and here it is year two with the offseason and the conditioning and, and working out and you getting with these guys. Has it been an easier sell this year? I don't think it's a tough sell at all because all these young men think they play defense. They think they play it. Um, but in their mindset, they really want to get to the offensive end. So it wasn't a tough sell because when you recruit, you know, you talk that, you know, you're talking to your coaches, telling your coaches, you know, the philosophy or the style we want to go to. Um, you know, when you talk to these young men, they all say, yeah, I play defense. Yeah, I play defense. Um, but when you get them here, you know, they do play, but they don't play how you want to play. So I think that's just the adjustment that we're trying to make right now. We're talking with Braves head basketball coach Landon Bussey. We're going to take a time out here. When we come back, we're going to look at the roster. You know, this roster has been, you know, completely transformed. So we'll talk about that as we roll along. We appreciate any questions or comments. And we'll get to the text and tweet line as we roll along. If you have questions here in the uh, studio audience, uh, there's a microphone out. So if you uh, have a question for Coach Bussey, and uh, we'll be here. The first conference game of the season is here in Jackson. It's kind of a different rotation than what we've seen. Different travel partners, when we say that, oh, for forever today, our travel partner was Southern University. That has changed now. It's Jackson State is our travel partner. So we'll open up with our travel partner here, uh, Jackson State, to open up conference play. We'll talk about Bethune and Florida A&M coming in. A lot to unpack, and we'll get to it after this. Time out. We'll talk about the roster and how here in the capital city, how has that shaped this Braves roster with recruiting? So we'll get to that after this timeout here on the Braves Sports Network. What's more dangerous? All right, welcome back to the Land and Bussy program here live from Ish 5105 West Frontage Road here in Jackson. Glad you could join us here for a special edition of the Landon Bussey program here on the Braves Sports Network. You heard from head coach Landon Bussey. Coach, you're from uh, Baltimore and they're one of the hottest NFL teams. I follow you on social media and uh, I know you're a big Ravens fan. And uh, so just, just talk about that. I mean, the intensity there being from, from Baltimore. Baltimore's a pretty good sports city and I know you love your Ravens. Definitely. I love Baltimore Ravens. Love Lamar Jackson. Um, just hopefully we can win a Super Bowl this year. So really pushing for and watch every game. Very passionate about sports. So yeah, and and also for those who who might not know, you're pretty competitive on the basketball court as well with your assistant coaches. I think it, I don't know if it's every day or most of the days during the week. You all have like a a one on one basketball uh, team type of thing, kind of a competition going on. Let I me mean, talk about that. Yeah, that was with the uh, <laughs> that was with the football staff. But okay. right, right now. Both of us are busy. That was all summer yeah. um, with the football coaching staff. But right now they're busy uh, winning games. And right now we're busy trying to get prepared for the season. So we haven't had time to right now to sit down and really play. But over the summer it was pretty brutal. So right now we didn't. 
both both coaching staff is just focusing on trying to have a successful season. Well, speaking of that, because when you when you walked in, obviously we didn't have spring football. We're obviously we're in this championship run, and you've been at most, if not you know, every football game, home and or away. Just talk about that championship mindset. I mean, our football team playing in the West for the first time, very much in the in the, in the race for the West. Got a big game in in Houston this weekend. Talk a little bit about that. Your conversation with Coach McNair and just. You know, keeping that championship culture going, especially with you in basketball, you know what football is done. Talk about that. Um, I talk to Coach Mack a lot, um, just as how attention to detail his team is, how hard they play, um, and more so than anything, how poised he is as a coach. You know, I watched the Arkansas Pine Bluff game. I didn't get a chance to make it down. I think he was down probably about 21 points or down 15, whatever the case may be, and he just stayed poised throughout the whole game. I just really respect that. Um, I go to their practices a lot. I think I saw you at their practice before. Just, you know, just trying to see how 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 does he approach his kids? How did he get his kids to play so hard? Um, how does he change his kids' mindset to a winning mentality? And it's remarkable how well that they're doing right now. You talk about playing hard, and that's one of the, that's a basic in terms of putting on a uniform, a basketball uniform. Your team, your, you play hard. Your teams play hard. How, how tough of a sell is that? Because that's I hear coaches say it all the time, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. What do you What do you sell in terms of getting your teams to play hard all the time? Well, I think it's different because, like you know, me and Coach Matt coaching styles is a little different. Um, but he gets his kids to play hard. Um, I get after. I'm pretty tough on my kids. I get after my challenge from everything every single day in practice. I come with a lot of intensity. Um, I coach with a lot of passion. And my kids are going to play hard as well. But I think more so than anything is about the type of kids that you recruit to come to Old Corn. Um, that's willing to fight through adversity, willing to fight through challenges, is willing to compete um, every single day. It's just a mindset. And so we just try to just change the brand of basketball here at Old Corn. And it started with recruiting and trying to recruit some of these student athletes who are already known to play hard, already known to be tough, already known to um, have some success on the court. And one of the things that, that we've talked about, and I remember the very first practice that I attended, your first year, the team came out of their locker room onto the court. It was quiet as a church mouse. And your words were, this is not a funeral. It feels like a funeral. And everybody just kind of, everybody just kind of just, uh, you know, kind of went the other way there. You, you believe in high motor, high energy, high intensity. Of course, even vocally, you expect that. Absolutely. And it starts with me. Um, then it trickled down to my coaching staff. That's why it's so important for me to every single day come up with energy. Every single day come up coach with a lot of passion. And I'm just so adamant with that my coaching staff as well. And I think that when you do that, it'll trickle down to the to the players. This year we have a lot more energy than we did last year. Um just the type of guys who recruited, guys who are really serious about basketball, guys who are really motivated and guys who I'm excited about the upcoming season. And my return is they know the expectations, how I am. They know the expectations of how I want practice and just the expectation of how to approach the game. The buy-in in year two, how has that been? It's, it's coming along. Um, it's much better than it was last year. Just due to um, I have about four or five returners who I really depend on. I really depend on a lot. Um, I have high expectations for them to lead this program, to lead the drills, to lead the, the warm-ups, to lead, you know, just in the game in general, and then everybody else will fall, will fall in suit and fall behind them. The leadership, you always hear leadership, you talk leadership. How has that been in year two? It's better than it was last year. Um, still questioning it. 
just you know some of our older guys who are seniors just still question them every single day. Um, most of anything, you know, I got a lot of older guys who do the right thing, but they're not that vocal. And I have some of the vocal guys who try to do the right things, um, but it's getting better. Um, just the leadership standpoint uh, with our older guys and our returners, they're doing a good job of trying to lead the right way. All right, so let's get into this Braves roster. It's it's turned over a bit. Uh, we got got DJ Bruton who was on the roster a few years ago under the previous coach. He's back, and I'm glad he's back because I thought he was a difference maker. So just talk about this roster up and down the roster for for Braves fans. Um, let, we can start with DJ Bruton. You know, we was. And filmed the other day, he asked me a funny question. And, you know, some of the teammates, they, they, they kind of laugh. He said, Coach, if, if you want us just to play defense, how do we get going offensively? I said, on the defensive end, by getting steals and getting in transition and getting to the basket. That's how you get in the groove. That's how you get in the rhythm. Um, he understood what I was saying, but I think that just his style of basketball, he has been such of a good score um, to where as though he just – really focused on the offensive end, focused on the offensive end. So he never really understood by what I meant by how do you get yourself going? You get it going on the defensive end. And that very next practice, I mean, he had probably about four or five steals and he easily accumulated probably about eight to 10 points just off the defensive end. So he's one of the guys who, you know, we talk about recruiting, finding guys who can score the ball. He can score the ball at a very high level. Um, now we just got to get his mindset just focus on defense because he's long, he's athletic, um, he can defend. Um, he's been doing a really good job defensively, buying in defensively. Um, so I'm very excited about him. And then, you know, of course, our returners, we have Justin Thomas, transfer, grad transfer from Moorhead State. He played for me last year, just coming in. Um, of course, you know, he came in mid-year, just trying to get adapted and adjusted to, you know, swag basketball. Um, he's returning. Do you have Otis Walker from Baton Rouge, Louisiana? Um, who can shoot the ball very well, um, who's one of our leaders of our program. He does a good job of just working hard, bringing intensity and effort every single day. And then you have Byron Joshua, who's from New Orleans, Louisiana, um, who's a returner as well, who really came on late. I mean, he helped us big late. He scored 30 points against Texas Southern, um, had about 18 against Southern, 17 against Prairie View, then played Texas Southern again in SWAC Championship. He had 18, so he came along late. And then you had Taj Fairley, um, who's returning from Atlanta, Georgia, and Dekedrick Thorne um, from Houston, Texas, Houston, Texas, who's very big for us as well. And then we brought in, you know, two graduate transfers, Lanell Henry, who's 6'8", from Chicago, Illinois. Um, he's a grad transfer from Prairie View A&M University, have a, a lot of experience as far as in the SWAC, average 7-7, 7.7 rebounds last year. He started for Prairie View, a championship team, so him coming in, um, I depend on him a lot as well. And then you have Darius Agnew from Starkville, Mississippi, transfer from Southeast Missouri, who's 6'8", very skilled post player, can get it done in the post. And we have high expectations for him as well. And then we have transfers coming in from Ryder University, who's from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Dontrell McCorders, who's an upperclassman, average probably about 9.6 rebounds from Baton Rouge, tough, gets up and down, um, plays hard. We have Ladarius Marshall from Jackson, Mississippi, transfer from University of New Orleans. Um, expect for him to be a big-time guy who can rebound, protect the rim, get out of transition and run, and just be that forcing in the paint. And then we have – just trying to go down from upper class to lower class. Yeah. And then we have um, Paul King 
from Bolger Parish. Um, he's from Monroe, Louisiana. Um, he can score the ball at a very high level. Um, same thing with him. Another guy who can put the ball in a very high level, but trying to get him to just focus on defense because scoring comes easy to some of these guys. I mean, scoring really comes easy to a lot of these guys. But when you buy into the defensive end, that's how you become a two-way player, as they call. And then we got Marco Morsine, who's from New York. Um, he went to ULM last year, averaged probably about eight or nine points. He can score the ball at a very high level. Um, you know, trying to get him to buy in defensively as well. And that all these guys are doing a good job of just buying in defensively. But all these guys come from these different programs and have been known proven scores. Um, so that's, I think that's mostly just upperclassmen. Hopefully I ain't miss nobody. Um, I don't want to miss any of my upperclassmen. Yeah, so, so when you go out, as, as you look for that, when you go out and recruit, how tough was it to recruit with the COVID-19 and not getting out? Because you were telling me that you really like to be in the gym. You, you want to be able to, to, to look at these guys, you know, be in the gym. And I know you were doing a lot of stuff on Zoom and looking at a lot of stuff online. How tough was that in the environment that we were dealing with? It was very tough. But I think we did a good job of just watching film, talking to different people, um, just really just trying to use our resources and to get, you know, the best quality players to come to Old Corn. And I think we did, did a really good job with that. We have two other guys here from, from Jackson that we signed as well. One of them by the name is Keandre Montgomery. Um, he's going to be a huge impact type of player for us. Um, he went to Forest Hill. Out of high school, he went to Mississippi State University. He's probably about six, 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 seven. Um, long, athletic, tough, can shoot the ball very well, gets up and down the transition. Uh, we have high expectations for him. So and he's another guy who can score the ball at a very high level. Um, same thing as everybody else, just trying to get these guys just to focus on defense. Another guy we got from um, the Mississippi area is Damon Carter um, from Florence. Um, he led the state in scoring last year. He can score the ball at a very high level. And so you put all these guys as, you know, the, the Devin Carters and the Keandre Montgomery's and the Paul Kings and the uh, Dontrell McCorders and the, and, and the Marco Morsi's and the Paul Kings and the DJ Brutons. And you look at the roster and say, oh, they're going to be pretty good. I look at it like it's my job to, you know, make sure these guys are sharing the ball. And that had been my most challenging thing right now. Um, is they're buying in defensively because, I, you know, they're not going to play if they don't. Um, but now just getting these guys to share the ball and getting these guys to move and getting these guys to play for each other is one of our biggest things. And the last two guys I got, I think I'm not missing the two guys from New Orleans, um, Jordan Farrell and Mike Peter J., um, freshman out of New Orleans. And both of them tough. Um, both of them defensive-minded. And we're going to use those guys a lot. Um, am I missing anybody? Ooh. Yeah. And, and I miss a really, really good basketball player too. Samaja Hart, six eight, six nine, transfer from um, Stephen F. Austin. Um, very versatile. Um, coming out of high school, he was, you know, I think he was like top hundred in the nation. And he, he's a really good basketball player. Very athletic. Um, he can guard probably, you know, one through five with just his versatility, his athleticism. And he's going to be a huge impact type of player for us as well. So I think that the guys that we got coming in, the guys that we got returning and, you know, you know, just the talent that we have alone, I think that, you know, we should have a successful season. And so when you look at the history of this Alcorn State basketball program, you know that the championship history that this basketball program has had in the past. How was that a, a selling point for you 
knowing the history, knowing the tradition, knowing that we have won championships and, and being a part of that and just adding to that. How important was that? It's very important. That's why, you know, before we did anything, we recruited kids out of Mississippi. Some of these kids who signed with us first was kids out of Mississippi as Ladarius Marshall, Keandra Montgomery. We tried to stay in the state first. Um, and let alone Jackson, Mississippi. And then, you know, even with Devin, Devin Carter and Darius Agnew from Starkville, um, because they have family who probably graduated from Oakhorn or friends or whatever the case may be. So we try to stay in the state. And after we got some really good basketball players in the state, then we just try to venture out and just find other good basketball players that would be good fit-ins or fill-in or, you know, have opportunity to be successful here. But just, the, you know, the tradition – of old corn is very big as far as, you know, we sold it to a lot of the kids um, and just trying to get these kids to understand that y'all are the next step in the next generation to get this program headed back in the right direction to get back to championship platform. Um, and it started with the in-state kids. Yeah. So talent here in the state of Mississippi, I mean, you were at Prairie View, you know, the talent there in Texas and, and the New Orleans, Baton Rouge. But when you look at this state, the Magnolia State talent, you talked about the talent that you have here from this state. How would you assess the, the, the ta basketball talent here in the state of Mississippi? It's got a lot of talent. Um, when I was working at Prairie View, I always used to come down here to recruit. Um, they got a kid on the team right now from Prairie View who I recruited, Dwayne Cox. Um, and I think Dwayne is from, I think he's from Utica. Um, but Tupelo. Yeah, so he, he's he's pretty good. So I always recruit him in the state of Mississippi because you get a kid out of Mississippi, they're going to be tough. Um, they're going to be tough. Um, it's something about that water out here. They, 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 they just tough. And, you know, they compete. They're not going to back down from anything. Um, no matter what it is, they're going, they're going to get out there and compete. No matter who you're playing against, they're going to be tough and they're willing to compete. So that's one reason why I like to recruit in the state of Mississippi. And you're trying to get a bond and develop that. Uh, with this season getting ready to get underway November the 1st. Talk about that, just staying together. And there have been some great practices, I know, but there have been some tough practices where it's gone the other way. But you got to stick with it. I look at video all the time of other coaches across the country and how they do little things just to keep the team engaged and keep the bond there. Talk a little bit about that. That's very important. I talk to my guys about that all the time, just about spending time with each other off the court. Um, because, you know, just like any other practice, a lot of times, you know, if we're scrimmaging and a team makes a run, you know, the losing team, they start to splinter. I'm trying to tell these guys to stick together, stick together, because no matter what happens this season, if we're up 30, we're down 30, I need to find about eight or nine guys that's going to compete and, and, and battle with me. I don't care if we win or losing, I'm going to be right there coaching with my guys because I want these guys to know I'm in this fight with y'all. And I just need to find about nine or ten guys that's going to be right there with me that's going to stick together. And I think that's just with the bond and them guys just starting to gel with each other and uh, spend a lot of time, especially once we get on this road um, and go to Washington State. We'll be out there for seven, eight days. It's going to be just you know a lot of team bonding things and a lot of time for you know our guys to just, you know, spend a lot of time with each other and get to know each other outside of basketball, get to know each other, personal life and things like that. And I think that that will trickle down as far as these guys sharing the ball with guys on the court and really getting along on the court um, and get this program and this, and this culture headed in the right direction. Speaking of bonding and just bringing it all together, you've got some 
new assistant coaches trying to bring it all together. We're going to take a break here. We're going to get a chance to introduce themselves, just talk to the folks here and just talk about the philosophy and all that as you try to get ready for the first game. So we'll take a break here. We'll be right back after this. We are live from Ish at 5105 West Frontage Road here in Jackson. We'll take a break. A special edition of the Mod of the Land and Bussy radio program will return after this. Time out. Hi. Um, can I get the now bar, please? No problem. One dollar. Have a good one. Got it. Hi, can I get a now bar, please? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. One dollar. Thanks. Hey, what's going on? Hey. Hey, uh, let me get a now bar. Sure. One dollar. Appreciate you. You got it. How's it going? Can I get a now bar? Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Now that football season's here, it's time to put some serious thought into what you'll be ordering from Uber Eats. Whatever's on your game day menu this NFL season, Uber Eats has you covered. They'll deliver whatever you order quickly and just how you want it, so you can stay in the game. Tonight, I'll be eating Uber Eats, the official on-demand food delivery partner of the NFL. Uber Eats is bringing you game day deals all season. Order now. All right, halfway through the Land and Bussy program here on the Braves Sports Network. I'm Charles Edmond with Braves head basketball coach Landon Bussy. And, uh, Coach, talk about filling out your staff for this season. I mean, there are some changes, but then you've had some additions. Pretty deep staff. Talk about that. Um, just try to do a good job of hiring guys who I believe that can help this program grow. Um, and right now we have, you know, Gary Smith, who's from New Orleans, Louisiana. So just with his ties alone, um, right up the road is going to help us as far as recruiting. And then, you know, returning, um, of course, Tyler Adams, who's from, you know, Brandon, Mississippi. He's from the, the state in this area. So um, he just did a good job as far as recruiting, you know, a lot of these in-state kids. Then Marco Bourne, who's from um, New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, so all these guys who I have on my staff right now, we're just, you know, and driver range of their hometown. All right, so the first guy with the microphone, introduce yourself. How you doing? Um, Coach Gary Smith uh, from New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, first year in the program, and I'm really excited. Let's give him a round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so, Coach, just talk about coming here to Alcorn State University and then, you know, digging head first into this program, trying trying to get it where it needs to be. Yeah, so um, – First year in Alcorn, at Alcorn, man, it's been, it's been a really good experience for me so far. Um, coming from New Orleans at Xavier University of Louisiana, 
um, where I was there for about four or five years. Um, and just coming in here has been a different experience, man, and one that I welcome. Um, Coach Bussey is a guy who is, is all about intensity, all about effort, all about, all about bringing that energy every day. So we try to give that to our guys every day, trying to work with them to get them on the right page and, and try to get focused on the task that we're trying to do this year, which is, you know, hopefully uh, win a lot of games and uh, play very well this year. So um, it's been a great experience so far. Well, Coach, we appreciate it. Thank you. That's Coach Gary Smith, ladies and gentlemen. Up next, uh, Coach Adams. Uh, Coach Adams from Brandon, Mississippi. Uh, this is my second year with Coach Busty. Uh, glad to be back, and we look to turn things around this year. You know, we got some better players, so <laughs> things will be a lot better. <laughs> how, how, uh, how tough was it, Coach, last year? I mean, you not only just on the court, but you were dealing with a lot of the travel stuff. Uh, you and I had many a conversation <laughs> and just uh, – that's a whole nother show altogether. But uh, you know, just just talk about just dealing with all of that. You had a lot on your plate in how you're able to sift through all that and just keep things on a straight and narrow. Yeah, well, I mean, before I started the job, I didn't know Coach Bussey. Uh, so, you know, he you know, he called me, gave me an opportunity. So everything was, you know, when I first started, kind of weird because, you know, I was trying to get to know him. He was trying to get to know me. But, you know, once we, you know, got to know each other better, you know, I'm pretty high intense like he is. So. You know, we, we jailed in that aspect. And, you know, with COVID, you know, coming in, with COVID, it was tough being on travel. But, you know, I learned a lot. And a lot of mistakes I made last year, I'm definitely not going to make this year, <laughs> especially with the travel. But other than that, you know, uh, I was, you know, blessed to be able to, you know, help, you know, Coach Bussey bring in, you know, some better players from the, from the area. So, you know, better players just make my life better. <laughs> Well, Coach, Coach Bussey, you know, he was on the staff last year. He was, you, you had a lot on his plate, and, and his plate was full and, and, and spilling over at times, dealing with all the travel and all the starts and stops. But he seemed to handle it pretty well. Oh, yeah. He, yes, he did a good job, man. He did a great job at it. <laughs> Coach Adams, ladies and gentlemen. And our newest member of the Braves coaching staff. Introduce yourself, sir. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. I'm, my name is Marco Bourne, uh, originally from New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, been here since September 1st. is my first day. Uh, Coach Bussey and, and, and the guys have been great to me. Alumni, the, the community has been wonderful. You know, excited to be here. Looking forward to bringing some, some, some wins and some championships. Um, back to Alcorn, where it's supposed to be. I'm, I'm sure being a veteran coach, you, you, you know about the history. We talked about the history and tradition. I'm, I'm sure you, you know all about that. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Like, I mean, I've coached in New Orleans, uh, coached in Dallas. So I've always been in the area, always been in the region, you know, and, and the uh, Brave Nation has always run loud and always run proud. So I'm, I'm just happy to be part of it. Like I said, Coach has done a great job of welcoming me. Uh, my guys over here, we've been great working together. And, and, you know, sometimes you can go to a new place, especially the last guy in, and people can make it a little more difficult. But these guys have welcomed me with, um, you know, love and, and care and, and showed me the way, uh, you know, and I'm just trying to do my part to contribute that we could be as successful as possible on and off the court. Guys are working hard. Uh, you know, coach has got them turned up and working hard. So not only on the basketball court, but you know, I think y'all gonna be part of them academically as well. Coach, we appreciate it. Well, Co Coach Bussey, talk about that. I mean, as, as a head coach, and you're an assistant coach, head coach Smith at Prairie, you're filling out his staff, and you're a head coach filling out your staff. Talk about what you look for in that, because that's obviously critical. Well, the biggest thing I look for is character. I'm a very big on character.
um, just the loyalty, just the work ethic, and just all over the person. And I think that we just did a good job on um, hiring guys that I, I trust, that I believe they can help this program be successful. And I think that they got they high character guys, and, and they got an opportunity to you know, be very special in this business. I mean, they're, they're all working very hard, and it's 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 all hands on deck. Everyone is engaged. Been to a couple of practices. Everyone is engaged and involved there. Yeah, I, I don't like dead practices. I don't like choir practices. Um, so it's important for my, my staff and I to bring it every single day with the intensity and just the effort um, to make sure my athletes are, you know, bring the same energy and effort. So all hands on deck. Well, speaking, speaking of energy and effort, obviously as a student athlete, you have to get it done on the court, but in the classroom, I saw a Thornite football practice uh, the other day, and he was talking about if any one of your players miss an assignment, if they're not doing what they're supposed to do in the classroom, you're going to know about it and you're going to make them pay for it. Oh, yeah, I'm going to find out. I think we do a good job with our compliance and academic support at Alcorn with Miss Cook. Ms. Smith and Mr. Russ, um, they do a good job of just communicating with my staff and I, letting us know if someone missed class or someone missed an assignment or someone struggling. And, you know, it's consequences. So we try to do a good job of holding guys accountable and making sure they understand that um, your academics is important. So we do a good job of holding guys accountable and, you know, making sure that they understand. And it's tough for basketball players, especially once the season starts, because we don't, when the schedule's out, we don't have a home game. We have one game in November, but then after that, we don't play again at home until January. You got all these games all over the country from Milwaukee, Washington State, Houston, uh, Tulane, all over the place. So the importance of that and staying on schedule academically, knowing that you're going to be away from campus for most of two months, what's what's the key there to keeping the focus in, in, in that area? It's not getting behind. You know, when you're away, not behind. I try to tell my athletes, you know, be ahead, not behind. Another thing is build relationship with your professors. They should they should know you by your first name, your last name. Um, they shouldn't know you by the guy who always sit in the back of the classroom with his hood on. Know you by the guy who always sleeping in that class. They should know that you are Devin Carter, who plays men's basketball, and he's serious about his academic. He got a relationship with your professor. So that's the biggest thing with me is, you know, not getting behind being ahead and building a relationship with your professors. So they understand, okay, well, this guy has been giving great effort in the classroom. He's doing everything he's supposed to do. And he's been out of my class for two weeks due to travel, but he's still communicating with me through email and still making sure he's turning all his assignments on time. How did the team do academically last year, considering the starts and stops and all the travel? I think we did a really good job last year as far as academically. Um, first semester we had um, over a 3.0. The second semester we kind of dropped a little bit to like a 2.7 or 2.8, um, just due to you know the basketball really hit us and the COVID really hit us, and just building relationship. My, my players building relationship with the player. I mean with the uh, with the professors um, really picked up this year. Um, and we had an opportunity, like I said, you know we got study hall. They got study hall every single day, um, Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursday after practice. So. Last year, we weren't able to do that just due to COVID. Couldn't really monitor them as much, but I think we're doing a better job in the support of Ms. Ru Mr. Russ, Ms. Smith, um, and Ms. Cook have been really helping us out a lot. Speaking of Russ, Cyrus Russ, within the last week and a half, was named Interim Athletics Director here at Alcorn State University. Of course, he and I'll have, we'll have an interview with him, by the way, for Saturday's game at the half, talking about the duties and responsibilities. 
But just talk about that relationship and him being named interim AD and just trying to keep keep things flowing here. Well, I don't know how the relationship is now because he, he's supposed to be here and I, I don't see him. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, Mr. Russ, he, he's a great hand. He helped us out a lot um, just with the compliance, just the academic support. Um, he do a lot for us. So um, I'm excited to see, you know, where his journey takes. And we talked about the schedule and we talked about the games last year due to COVID. Now, here we are a year and a half later still dealing with this. We haven't seen games get canceled and all that like we did last fall. So what, what's, what are the lessons learned here? As you all are going to be traveling across the country, you know, there are things in place now. There are lessons learned. So as you get ready to make this journey from coast to coast here with non-conference, what are some of the things we have to do to make sure these games get played? The biggest thing is just social distancing. Um, we did a good job this year as far as our players getting vaccinated, um, wearing your mask, and just, you know, just doing what you're supposed to do, wash your hands, just, to, you know, just normal CDC guidelines. So if we can do that, I think we'll have a season. So just hopefully my young men just doing a good job wearing their masks um, when they're away from campus and they're doing a good job of social distancing and understand, like, what's that for? And then the, the testing aspect of it, have to do the test results prior to you going to these places, is that still in, in, intact as you get ready for the season? Well, as far as men's basketball, we won't have to get tested because everybody on my staff and my players are all fully vaccinated. So with that being said, we'll be fine as far as, you know, with the NCAA guidelines as far as going to go get tested. So we won't have to get tested as far as on the road or three times a week. Only time we will have to get tested if a young man is feeling sick or a young man is getting some symptoms. I know we don't talk about COVID quite as much. We might be on the other side of it, but you still have to have those conversations. And what are they like? Because you asked me not too long ago, are you fully vaccinated? Yes, I am. And, and, if, and, and if I have to travel, then I have to be. But, you know, how are those conversations like with your players? Because we're seeing this even in the NBA with Kyrie Irving and other players that, you know, refuse to get tested. They won't be playing in certain arenas. What's that conversation like? Well, what was that conversation like with your players this summer as you brought them in for the summer and in the fall? Well, we had a few guys who um, just wanted to do some more research on it and think about it a little more. Um, but I think what happened was we had someone on our team who did test positive and all the guys who weren't fully vaccinated had to quarantine 14 days. So they missed 14 practices and it was going to happen again throughout the year. So I think that they just bought in and just said that, you know, they want to focus on playing basketball and they don't want to get hit with contact tracing, especially if they test negative. So, you know, they decided to get vaccinated because they, they want to have a season, they want to play and they want to get out there on the basketball court to, to do something that they love. And what we saw last year was games that were uh, that were postponed. It was a no contest, but that's not going to be the case this year. I mean, if, if, a, if a team is has a bunch of players that uh, that can't go due to that, the games will be forfeit instead of not playing. Yes, absolutely. Um, they're not doing the same that they did last year. This year, if your team is not able to participate, you know, they count that as a loss on your record. Mm -hmm. So that message sent for sure. We're going to take a break here. When we come back, we'll have more from head coach Landon Bussey. We'll talk about the roster and other fundraising initiatives. That's always important, and he'll get into that coming up after this. Time out. We are live here at ISH, I-S-H, 5105 West Frontage Road here in Jackson. We'll take a break. We'll be right back after this. Time out. Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. 
Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. In all the old familiar places That this heart of mine embraces All day through In that small cafe the park across the way The children's carousel Located at 5105 West Frontage Road here in Jackson. Glad you can join us here on the Braves Sports Network. However way you might be checking us out, listening and or watching on uh, social media and online. We're here with head men's basketball coach Landon Bussey. And ladies and gentlemen, we are here at this facility, this beautiful facility, because of one person putting this thing together for how many weeks, Coach Bussey? How long has this been in the works? I don't know how long it's been in the works. <laughs> I just told her the dates and, you know, location. She just did a great job of just helping us and trying to get this um, event to come out very good, which it has been. So I just told her the dates. How long we've been talking about it? I don't know. I guess it's the summer. Um, I did attend the Vicksburg meet and greet, and I said, well, you know you got to come to Jackson. And so he was like, well, if you find the place, I'll come. So here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give a round of applause to Ms. Teresa Kennedy. And Alka Knight loves the game of basketball, loves being around the basketball program. When she was a student, Coach Bussey, she loved basketball. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> did she play it all? Um, <laughs> she's she looking at all. I mean, she she likes the game, and I'll I'll, I'll say that. So we we really appreciate this opportunity uh, uh, for coming here, and uh, it, it's been a few weeks in the works. Just and you gave a pretty good spiel before we went on, thanking a bunch of people. So just just talk about how all this came together. Well, uh, I would like to also thank. Uh, the Metro Jackson uh, Alcorn Alumni Chapter. Also want to give a shout out to the sponsors, JB Entertainment Group, uh, Mr. Michael Gines, Mr. Mordine Daly, uh, Dr. Mitchell Shears. They all were uh, responsible for making this happen tonight. And so I want to thank them so much. I want to also recognize the members of the Metro Jackson Alumni Chapter here. Uh, we have our membership chair, Ms. Terry Manning. We have several members in the crowd. We also have some dedicated alumni here as well. And so I want to thank all you all for coming out to support the meet and greet of Alcorn State's men's head coach, Landon Bussey. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Teresa Kennedy. We, we appreciate, Teresa and I just, we, we always go at it back and forth. She's wonderful though. Let's give her another round of applause. Much deserved, Coach Bussy. Much deserved for sure. All right, uh, Coach, we do have a, a Twitter question here from uh, Mr. T. Thank you for listening and checking us out. 
He says, uh, Coach Bussey, often the focus is primarily football as it relates to support. What would you like to see from alumni to help generate the winning ways the basketball team once had? Well, I think the biggest thing is right now just trying to get the, the fan base support back up. Um, and it's going to start with November the 1st. We play at Old Corn, play Xavier University of Louisiana November the 1st at 6.30 p.m. Um, it'll be very good to try to get that complex pretty packed. So I think that's that's a start right there by just getting the, the Alconites and the community, the fans and the students, the administration just to come out and support to, you know, physically see, you know, what these young um, future uh, Alconites are presenting today. So that's that's the main thing. Um, and the second thing is as far as, just, you know, donating um, anything um, that we're able to get is greatly appreciated. Yeah, just let's talk about the fundraising effort here in the previous two stops, both Vicksburg and in Natchez. Pretty good turnouts there. Absolutely. Um, the support um, is really good. Um, just from Vicksburg to Natchez to Jackson, just the phone calls, emails, text messages that my staff and I receive um, have been huge for us to just, you know, just keep us motivated to be successful here. Um, and I think that, you know, we just feel welcome and loved. Yes, good good turnout here on this on this Thursday night. So, Coach, the November first game, your season starts November the first. That's right around the corner, and that's the the only game that you got at home. You got a lot of road games, so you got a chance to to get a home game. Talk about that and just trying to get a home game on the schedule. Um, it was big for us, for more so than anything. Like I said, just for the family and the friends of our in-state kids, uh, for them to have the opportunity to come see their loved ones play on the basketball court. And for us to just, you know, show um, the administration, the fans, the community, the organize everybody as far as the talented athletes that we have. And I think it's going to be very big. You know, that's going to be a good game for us. Um, we're playing against Xavier University of Louisiana. Um, actually, the last time we played Xavier University of Louisiana, when I was playing at Xavier University of Louisiana, and we actually beat Old Corn, I think it was 67 to 48. I mean, I don't plan that happening again. So, um, that, that, that's not going to happen. So um, I think it's a big game just for the, you know, the overall uh, culture of the team. We talk about the schedule, and we, we've talked about it throughout. I know fans would like to see more of those home games, especially in non-conference. Um, just, just talk about the challenges there of trying to get those games. I know it's, it's financial, the reason why all of our teams uh, play games all over the country. Some don't have a home game. Um, in the month of November and December. You know, talk about the challenges there and your philosophy in terms of putting a strong schedule, a good schedule, and a more home-heavy schedule. Well, it's challenging because sometimes your team starts to splinter. I'm um, just been on the road so long, been out their own bed, um, been away from their family, um, their friends. Um, I think it's very big. They start to splinter as far as they're on the road for too long. And, you know, maybe you're not having as much success as you like on the road when you go up against a Gonzaga, a Baylor, um, two teams who was in the national championship last year. Um, they start to splinter a little bit. But it's just my job and my staff's job to keep them guys together, to keep them headed in the right direction, and for them guys to understand, like, what's that state. Um, so I think that that's very challenging. And the reason why we're on the road so much is, for one, want these guys to experience playing against some guys who are projected to be lottery picks in the um, NBA um, and to get the chance to travel the world. But also, you know, we got to, you know, generate some money for the university. So um, those are just some aspects of the reason why we travel so much and don't have opportunity to play home games. 
And last year, I mean, it was canceled due to COVID. We were supposed to play Stephen F. Austin in these regional games. I know we've got Houston. We've got Tulane. Houston was kind of an add-in after some of those games were canceled uh, last year. But just playing those regional games, the Tulanes of the world, the Houstons of the world, the Stephen F. Austins of the world, the uh, Louisiana Monroes of the world, uh, those uh, challenge getting those games because so many teams are trying to get them or maybe financially and you're looking at raising or bringing in a certain amount of guaranteed money. Is, is that a challenge there? I think the challenge is part why we was able to get so many close games last year. Um, I think everybody wanted to play us this year. I think that, that you see a guy like um, Keandre Montgomery coming. I don't think a lot of, a lot of teams in this local area, as far as this, this SEC or if it's conference USA or if it's the American, you get a guy like Keandre Montgomery, you get a guy like Darius Marshall and Devin Carter. They know these guys. They know these guys because they're proven in the state. They dandy dozens, um, and they don't want to play against them. So now what we had to do as far as scheduling, we had to schedule teams um, that was on the West Coast, a team that's, you know, up north a little bit. Um, but, it, you know, some of the teams that's closer by, um, you know, they just understand the recruitment type of guys we brought in. And I don't think that they really wanted to face some of these guys. And I could be wrong, but it was really hard to try to get schools to play us in the state. Um, so that was challenging for us. So it's not just as easy as calling Ole Miss and Kermit David at Ole Miss and Mississippi State and USM and just saying, hey, let's go. Let's let's do this. It's, it's not quite that simple. No, because you got a guy like, you know, Ladarius Marshall who was at Southern Miss. And you got a guy like Keandre Montgomery who was at Mississippi State. Um, and both of them guys are, you know, they were at that level for a reason. Yeah. And they were at that level for a reason. Both of them guys can play. And so you go up, you know, you don't want to play against them guys. Yeah. And as you develop your, your roster and you develop the chemistry, you get ready for conference play. We talked about it. We open up with Jackson State right here. Um, kind of a different swag rotation. Typically in, in the past, our travel partner, Southern University. So if we would play a Valley, Southern would play a Pine Bluff and vice versa. But now our travel partner is Jackson State with Bethune and Florida A&M coming into the league. All that has changed around. So we open up with our travel partner, which is Jackson State, and then we kind of go from there. But the, the bigger story, obviously, is Bethune and FAMU coming in to the conference. And it's going to be different in the sense of we uh, play Alabama State and A&M once and not twice. We replace those two with Bethune and FAMU. So talk about Bethune and FAMU coming into the league, and I'm sure you've had a chance to take a look at what they might – Offer as we uh, head to that Florida trip coming up. Uh, talk about that a little bit. I actually have not had a chance to look at their roster or anything about neither one of them teams. Um, you know, we got a game November the first. You know, I, I don't like to skip over people yeah. or you know take anybody for granted. Um, so I have not. I have no idea what neither one of them teams bring to the table. Um, and it's just due to I want to respect the teams that we play first. Um, the Xavier University of Louisiana. Um, they got a game today, so we'll get back. My staff and I will watch film on them tomorrow. Um, and then we'll focus on, you know, Washington State, Seattle, Portland, Gonzaga, and down the line. Um, but I am excited to, you know, have two t- two additional teams in the league, um, especially out of Florida, get an opportunity to go down there and visit the weather of Florida, and hopefully we'll come out with some success. Yeah. And being you being from Maryland, of course, you talked about the non-conference schedule. Uh, did, did you look at maybe playing some games closer to your hometown, up, up the East Coast? No, it's, it's not about me. It's just about these athletes. Um, 
my family want to see me, they, they need to fly to come see me. But, you know, I just want to do a good <laughs> job and, you know, making sure these guys are playing somewhere closer to their home so their family can see them. But it's not about me at all. My family, they can fly, come, come watch the game. They really want to see it. And that game, November the 1st at, at home, uh, what do you know about, about Xavier as you, as you kind of turn your attention to that first game? I don't know much about him, but I got a guy on my staff um, who was assistant there last year. So I, hopefully we, he, he has all their plays and he better be loyal and give me a I, I'm trying to win their basketball game. So I, you know, the play calls, their weaknesses, their strengths. And um, so I don't know. You probably want to talk to him about that. But if, if we don't have success, that ain't on me, Mr. Charles. I just, you know, but, you know, that's, that's a team who, you know, won, won their conference last year. Um, they do a good job of recruiting. Um, coach Williams down there, he's down there now. When I was there, he was an assistant coach. Um, he reached out to me. You know, he wanted to get a you know Division One school on the schedule, and um, he wanted to come and play. And so, you know, we tried to make it work. And um, they have a lot of older guys who can get it done on the basketball court. And um, they got guys who put the ball in the basket. And they're tough. They're going to play hard. They, they got a little grit to them. So, um, you know, we play November the 1st. We'll just see how it goes. And when you're playing those type of teams, the assumption from the fans' perspective is, oh, man, we ought to win that by 40. But in basketball, that's that's not the case because we've seen these upsets where SWAC teams have beat the Michigan States and the Kansas States of the world. You've seen that happen. So now you really have to hone in. Absolutely, because what a lot of people don't understand is a guy that goes to NAIA or Division II, um, they got a lot of talent at that level. And the reason why is because they might not qualify um, academically for Division One. So if you go down to an NAI, you go down to a Division Two, um, that doesn't mean that them kids can't play. Um, so, you know, you can't just look past anybody. So that's why, like I said, I hadn't had a chance to really look at Bethune Cookman or Florida A&M. Um, I've just been really dissecting the roster of Xavier University of Louisiana. Um, just really see what them guys have. I had a chance to watch them a lot last year. Um, and they brought in a lot of new players and, you know, I'm just really trying to dissect them to make sure that my team is well prepared November the 1st. Before we wrap it up here, Coach, we talked about the fundraising aspect of it. For people who want to donate to your program, give uh, contact information and all that other good stuff. Well, if you want to, you know, make a donation, you could call 601-877-6693. Um, you'll just donate it to um, Alcorn State um, University Foundation. Um, men's basketball. Um, also, you can go online um, to the athletic page and go to donation and scroll down to men's basketball and the opportunity to donate. And all, we also have a receipt book in the back if anybody here want to donate. Should be fun. Coach, we appreciate it. And uh, we want to thank everyone for coming out. Give yourselves a round of applause here. We appreciate Teresa Kennedy and the job that she did putting this uh, great event together here at ISH 5105 West Frontage Road in Jackson. We appreciate everybody coming out here. Uh, we have a question here. Six zero one eight seven seven six six nine three. Six zero one eight seven seven six six nine three. Yes. Coach, we appreciate it. Okay, appreciate you, Mr. Charles. That's Braveshead men's coach Landon Bussey, ladies and gentlemen. That'll do it here on this special edition of the Land and Bussy Program Live on location.
November is National Adoption Month, but you don't have to wait to make a difference in a child's life. You can help children find their forever families right now by supporting One Hope United, a multi-state nonprofit that provides adoption, foster care, and residential services in the greater Orlando area. Join us for the third annual Duck Derby on November 6th at Aquatica Water Park at 8 a.m. Watch 5,000 rubber ducks race to the finish line. Get all the information now at magic107.com slash duck derby. 